Welcome to the Contractor Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Phillips. This show exists to help small business owners like you escape tyranny, a contractor prison, and enter the bliss of contractor freedom so that you can have the time, money, and freedom to live your life with purpose beyond your business. As the owner of a multi-million dollar home improvement company and certified human behavior consultant, I'll be sharing with you skills for life, love, leadership, and business. I'll also be connecting you with experts that can help you scale your business and your life. So if you want to build the business and the life of your dreams, then you are in the right place. Let's go. Hey friends, today we're going to be talking about core values and what they are, what they're not, why they're important, how to use them. And I think you're going to, I think you're going to find some value in this. I have with me today, Miss Jennifer Smith, who is one of my senior leaders at my company. Tell all our friends about you. Who was Jennifer Smith? Okay. I'm the HR manager here at Phillips. I also manage the fleet do a little writing for marketing, which is a love of mine. I was actually originally hired here as your communications person, and I definitely still do a lot of communicating. And I do a few tasks here and there for you to help you out, and that's fun for me. I'm also a human behavior consultant and love that because I love people, I love personalities, and I love helping people find their fit. That's pretty amazing. You said you do a few tasks for me here and there. That's an understatement, actually. <laughs> I don't know what I would do without you. I talk so much about leadership and culture. I get a lot of questions on core values. And I've even recently been in contact with a number of small business owners, painting contractors mm-hmm. in particular, that are trying to clear up some or rewrite or revise or draft from scratch mm-hmm. some core values. So I thought we might just share the journey. You and I have done a lot of work yes. on that very subject. Yeah, that's important so, to us here. <clears throat> there's things we value, right. but they're not necessarily always core values. Mm-hmm. And then there's, can we just talk about the types of values? Absolutely. What's your take on that? Well, I think there are some values that are more core than others. And I would call those foundational values such as honesty, integrity. Those were pay-to-play values here at Phillips. If you're not honest and if you're not a person of integrity where we know that your word is your bond, that what you say we can count on being true, then we don't even need to start having a conversation with one another because we are not going to fit. Okay, so those are foundational pay-to-play values. Then there are these other core values that are unique to us as a company that set us apart, that kind of tell other people out in the world, who is Phillips Home Improvements? And those are the values that we call core values here that we hire on, promote on, have conversations around, and that that make us unique at Phillips. And I'm sure we'll talk about more of those, but one of those values is people that we really value people. In other words, vendors and employees. All people. (laughs) All people. Absolutely all people. And yeah, that's one of our big four. You know, that's really good. Our company core values, friends, at my company, this is our team. Right. Our faith, people, teamwork, and the pursuit of excellence. 
So those are also my personal core values. And my, this organization, my company was started on the premise that people deserve more because I saw so many, I'm going to say injustices in the home improvement industry, painting in particular, people cutting corners, not, not fulfilling their word, leaving things undone, cheating customers and cheating vendors, mistreating the immigrant workers in the field and even the employees and such. One of my values is people because I get my values from the Bible. And my ultimate leader example is Jesus, servant leader, right? And the Bible teaches me and teaches us that God gave his only son for people that didn't even love him. And to me, that just shows such an amazing value for people. And if I'm going to reflect him, I need to value people as well. So that's one of my core values. And then I saw homeowners and people connected with the home improvement industry that were being mistreated. And I started the company, like, people deserve more than this. I can do better than this. So that's how our core values came to be right out of my own core values. Now, when you start talking about your core values, think through that process, right? If let's just say that you're working on, hey, I want to establish core values for my company, or I've got some core values, but they're nebulous, or nobody knows them. There's so many things. But Jennifer, why don't we talk for a second on what are core values not? Okay. First of all, they are not a hope, (laughs) a dream, a wish. They're not aspirational. They are solid values that can be seen consistently throughout your team. They are what you would be characterized by rather than something that you hope others would see you as. And they really truly are at your core who you are. And we want everyone at Phillips to have those same core values. So what we're saying here is that your core values are things that already exist in your life and on your team, not things that you wish existed. Exactly. Or even things that you're working towards making a reality. They're already a reality. They're already a reality. Looking at our companies and our teams, that can be very disturbing. If If we have a track record of hiring and acting, behaving as a company, without guiding principles, we could be in a mess. Have you ever felt like you're in a mess? Hey, give us a thumbs up if you're watching, by the way. I would love to hear you. Throw some comments in there. If you have any questions, I'll try to grab your questions too, and we'll try to answer your questions. So core values, you mentioned that they guide our decisions. One of the things I feel like also is along those guiding decisions, it's when you don't know exactly what to do, you can back up to the very most basic thing of core values. And all of a sudden, a lot of tough questions, the answer becomes obvious. Not easy, but obvious. Yes. And there's been a number of times through the years where we've made some tough decisions. For instance, we believe that people in relationships are more valuable than money. There's times rather than run to save, to, to act in a way to prevent losses on a project, a lot of companies would tuck tail and run when things go bad, when a customer is unhappy, and just to protect their losses and burn a relationship and burn a person. And in reality, they're not just burning that other person, they're burning their own integrity. Yes. Core values really help us make, help me, I'm telling you, help me make, a, make some very tough decisions. So Greg 
says, oh, yeah, hey, Greg, Greg O'Donnell, thanks for joining us, by the way. Thanks for joining us. They help guide tough decisions, and they help make it easy to make the same decision or similar decisions consistently. Yes. They're really good for that. What about, they? in addition to, how do you feel, Jennifer, that the core values help direct just the general direction of a company? Oh, wow. If we are truly, for example, valuing people, then all of the decisions moving forward with our company are going to move in that direction. They are going to be decisions that would honor people. Um, And so if our core value is teamwork, then moving forward, when we're making a decision, we're going to ask ourselves the question, are we acting as a team as we're making this decision? Are we moving together in tandem with one another as a team? Consistency with our core values means that we're going to act the way that we say we are. We're going to act in that direction, and so we're going to make decisions in that direction. So we can hold ourselves as a company and as individuals, as a team, accountable Absolutely. to our core values. Absolutely. I love that, Jennifer. 100%. That's really good. So they say, we, we say, a lot of people say that culture is like the personality of your company. Yes. But core values are the... Heart and soul. Heart and soul of, of your, your company. company. So think about that. When you're maybe, I'm going to say younger in business, it's not really about how long you've been in business but maybe it's about the type of problems and things you're dealing with every day, you might not see core values as something that's real important. And it's just like things like leadership and management and systems, all of a sudden you have problems later and you realize, wow, I should have really lined this out years and years ago. And I just wanna encourage you guys and gals, if you don't have a solid list of core values that I'm going to, I want to say define who you are, but no, they don't really define who Direction, they, maybe. They, they, it's who you are, and it's identifying who you already are. If you don't have a, a simple list of core values, then this is a great time to get started. And guess what? Here's the other thing. It doesn't have to be perfect, and it can evolve over time. Hey, by the way, Zach, Zach Baker, man, and we got Noah. Man, hey, guys. Noah says hello. Thanks for joining in. Thank you for joining in. When you're getting started with core values, let's give them some tips on how to get started with core values. Because at the end of the day, the end result is they don't just need to be on a wall somewhere or in a drawer, (laughs) okay? They need to really be actionable and at every level of your company. A lot of times it's easy to get the leadership or the managers on the same page. How about your frontline workers? So I would suggest that when you're getting started with core values, the first thing I would say is take some time for self-reflection. Just who am I? What's important to me? What is important to me? And start defining those things. You like mine are faith, people, teamwork, and the pursuit of excellence. And yours, yours aren't going to be exactly the same as mine, most likely. And whatever those are, and then say, is that who my company is? Is that who I want my company to be? Maybe it's not who your company is currently, and you can write that as a value that you aspire to. But the first thing would just, hey, this is who I am. And then get your team together, your managers. You might even want to get your whole team together and say, hey, guys, 
here's a list of, you can make 10 or 20 values. Hey, here's a list of some core values that I want us to line these out. And you tell them why they're important, how you're going to use them. They're going to guide and direct the, your decisions, your behavior as a company. And, and then you're going to start using them in different ways throughout the company, which I'm going to have Jennifer share about in just a minute. But just get them together and just write them down. Throw them all down on a whiteboard or a sheet of paper and <clears throat> everything, the good ones, the bad ones, whatever. And then start talking about them and narrow them down with your company. Now, I'm going to recommend that you narrow them down, if you can, to three. Yes. Because it, we have four. We tried to go to three, but we landed on four. Because if you have a long list of core values, they're not going to be easy to learn and they're not gonna be very memorable. So they need, to be, they need to be clear and concise, not clever. So remember, I, like to, I generally like to make things clever. I like these little clever terms and names for things, but clarity will always be clever. So make sure your core values are clear and easy to understand. So then when you write them down, <clears throat> one of the things that we've done here is we actually wrote a description of what each one is to us because someone else's interpretation of valuing people could be different than mine. So we've written these down for our team. So don't just say, these are my core values or our core values. Write a description on what that means to your team. That's the way I would start. And you have to communicate it. You have to lead with it. You have to live it. And if you violate it, you need to apologize for it and you need to make it right. Yes. By the way, if you're interested, we have, I'll send you a link and you can download basically some tips and getting started and a sample list of core values. I'll throw, the, I'll throw the link in here in a few minutes and if you guys want, you can pop in and I'll email it to you. So Jennifer, one of the, one of the places that, that we use core values is in the HR process. And HR process is big, but let's just talk about, start us off, how would you use core values when it comes to hiring? That's a great question. So I would say that core values guide everything in the HR process, really everything. But yes, we use them in hiring. I have a list of our core values, and as I am visiting with a candidate, Jason, I will ask questions that really lead us to whether or not they are exhibiting those core values already in their own lives. And that helps me to know, would they fit with our team? Would they, be, would they mesh with our team? Because what we have found out is that when your core values are truly solidified in your company and they're not just aspirational, if someone comes in that does not exhibit those core values, they're not going to mesh with your team. They're going to either violate your core values or they will be outsiders because they don't mesh with your core values. And we don't want anyone to be in that position, right? Absolutely. So we definitely are checking the box on each of those core values as we have a conversation with a new candidate. So that's the first place. Then once they get through that point, if they become a team member, then when we have one-to-ones, we ask questions that go back to those core values. You know, what, what you've told us is that people need to hear something at least seven times before they really know it and understand it. And so at every quarterly 
meeting, we talk about our core values. Every time we have a one-to-one, we discuss our core values. When we do promotions, Jason, we look at how closely someone on our team is really adhering to and living out boldly those core values. That's a great point, Jennifer. And you made me think of something I also think is very important. In selling, we say that facts tell and stories sell. That stories are memorable. So what would be great is when you have each of your core values, if you could come up with a a real story Mm -hmm. of how you've had maybe an ethical dilemma in your company and you had to adhere to your core value and how that actually played out in reality in your company. I'm going to give you a real example from We Value People. What is not one of our core values is profit. Right. Now, is money and profit a very big, important thing in business? Of course it is, right? But we value people over profits. There was a number of years ago, we put a roof on for a lady. And she called us a few months later. And our guys, I don't know how this got through the whole process. Our guys put the roof on wrong. And what it was is there's a pattern to how the shingles need to lay so that it looks right. It's just, it was all about color, not necessarily the way they nailed it or anything, but they put the shingles on in the wrong order. So it, the pattern didn't look right. So I could have said protected profit, right. could have protected profit and just said, sorry, and let her be mad at me. But what we did instead is we ripped every shingle off her whole roof and, and, re- and replaced the whole roof. And friends, I'll tell you what. That's a lot more expensive than throwing a fresh coat of paint over an existing coat of paint. Yes. But that's an example of ours where we held fast to a core value. Yes. So when you draft your core values, I want to encourage you, I want to encourage you to do the same. Come up with some stories. And you may not have a story, but as time goes on, you will get a story yes. where you've had to adhere and hold fast to one of your core values. Okay. What I heard you say a minute ago, Jennifer, is you're you've you're mentally checking, maybe even not mentally, maybe on paper, checking these core values off as you're interviewing someone. I am. And let's just say when we're amateurs in the HR process, we're thinking, let's just say I'm hiring a painter. What type of spray tip would you use? Do you know how to roll this? Can this and that? We're asking technical skills-based questions most of the time. Yes. And which is great, but if we don't uncover who they are as a person, then... I love the way you said it, Jennifer. You said they might be an outsider. And if they're an outsider in your company, eventually it's going to be a a failed relationship or failed employment, Mm -hmm. or they may just be completely counter to your culture Mm -hmm. as well. And that's that's a powerful thought. And I can just, all these visions in my mind are going through situations in years Mm -hmm. past where I hired the wrong person. Right. Not, I didn't say a bad person. No. A wrong person. There's a difference. Yes. And when you start thinking about their values, of course, we use personality assessments as well. You guys know that. We're big believers in personality assessments, and those don't necessarily uncover core values of people. But there's other things that we're not just looking for someone's skill set and make sure they have a car to get to work. That's not all we're looking for. Hey, we've got Oscar and Lauren are on with us. Hey, guys, thanks for the shout out. So glad you joined us today. Hiring. You've got it there. That's key. Thumbs up if you're using currently using uh, uncovering core values in your hiring process. And maybe give me a question mark if you're not currently doing it. 
Okay, let us know. I'd love to know if you're using core values in your hiring process. Hey, contractors, are you ready to go deeper or rather higher? Are you ready to up your leadership game, up your people skills, up your uh, systems so that you can get more time, money, and freedom from your business? That way you can live your life with purpose beyond just running your business, escape contractor prison, and enter contractor freedom. I want to invite you to register spaces limited for the upcoming Contractor Freedom Summit right here held uh, in Dallas, Texas, October 26th, 27th, and 28th. Just go to contractorfreedom.live, that's contractorfreedom.live, and the registration link is right there. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me at, on Facebook or on LinkedIn. Again, right there at contractorfreedom.live is all the links to our social media profiles. So I look forward to seeing you online and at the summit right here in Dallas. It will be transformational, I promise. Where else in the HR process, Jennifer? All the way through, we really move and function always in keeping with our core values. When I'm thinking about maybe even a promotion, moving someone forward, I'm asking, or maybe in a one-on-one situation when I'm, where I'm trying to really measure, is this person making strides forward in their position? I'm asking, so are, are they valuing people? Out there in the field, for example, if they're a field person, I'm wondering, how are they treating their crews, their, our partners, our trusted partners? How are they interacting with them? Are they valuing them as that, that's their people value? I'm also looking at our team. Are they valuing each other? Are they treating each other as customers, giving great customer service inside the office as much as they are outside oh of the office? That is so good. He made me think of another story. You're going to remember this. Okay. I see a lot of times we want to be hardcore negotiators with our vendors mm. because we want the best. We want the best deals we can get with our vendors. Who doesn't? But we also need to realize that our sales reps, let's just say our paint rep, for instance, mm-hmm. man, they got a family to feed too, and they're generally honest guys. Of course, they need to charge you more <laughs> because that you know it's going to impact their pay. But <clears throat> Oh, by the way, we've got Charlie. Hey, Charlie, thanks for joining us today. But our vendors, one, one year, we, uh, I say one year, maybe it's time we do this again now that I'm just thinking through it. Yeah. We started taking our vendors out to lunch and we'd be sitting there at lunch and they're like, okay, hey guys, what are we, what are we here for? Is there something not going well? And that's when we're just like, man, we just want to thank you so much for taking such good care of our account. And we just are so thankful for you. And we just wanted to bless you today. And they're just like, oh my goodness. They're just like blown away for that. And it's not that we're trying to be friends with them necessarily. Okay. We can still, we can still be hardcore negotiators and treat them with honor and respect. Absolutely. And so you can do the same as well. Again, I'm not telling you that people needs to be one of your core values but it's definitely one of ours and it's everywhere throughout our system. Yes, it is. People is a core value. Let's talk about some sample core values. Awesome. And I just chatted you guys in there a link. If you click on that link and type in your name and email, I'll send you a download link to download a PDF with some tips about what we're talking about today. But if let's just talk about some possible core values. Integrity. Now, granted, I feel like integrity 
should be a foundational value. Right. However, so if we think about this, your, Jennifer said this, your core values need to be a unique recipe for your company yes. also that, that really shows that you're different than other companies. So if you, if you work in, if in your market, there's, it's riddled with lack of integrity, maybe integrity could be a core value that we're going we're gonna to exhibit in, integrity in everything that we do. Right. From our, the way we handle our customers, our vendors, our employee relationships, our taxes. I'm just saying, okay? So it, it will guide decisions everywhere. Yes. Any other core values that just stand out to you, Jennifer? Wow. Teamwork, of course, is one of our core values that I love. And it is very similar in some ways to people. We have both of those core values, but I see some unique differences between those because in teamwork being a core value, that is about our employees working together for the better good of the client and doing whatever we need to do together to really serve and provide the best customer service and workmanship to the client that we can possibly provide. And teamwork is about sharing sometimes some hard things, Jason. It means sometimes we might share commissions, blame, <laughs> credit. Oh, my. Teamwork is about working beyond ourselves and what we can get for doing a great job. It's about providing the best for our company and for everyone involved. Wow. For each individual. Wow, that is really good. I... A lot of times when I get to talk to contractors, I, I mention that some may have a toxic top performer. Yes. And if you have a person that's holding you hostage because maybe they're such a top performer in sales or production or they're the linchpin in a process in your company, if they're not a team player, they probably don't belong on any of our teams, guys, in all honesty. Absolutely. And you, it doesn't matter how good you are as an individual. If you're terrible to work with, if you're arrogant, you're probably not going to match any of your core values that you, of the core values that you choose for your company. <clears throat> when I really started, my core values have always been my core values, but when I wrote them down and started communicating them with our team, that's when I started attracting the right people and repelling the wrong people. And... At that time, I realized that I had brought people on my team that really didn't share my core value, and it caused a lot of tension. It caused a lot of tension on my team. And um, I want you to think about your team. Do you have people on your team that don't share your core values? If thinking through this process, by the way, hey, Chris, thanks for joining in today. Oh, yeah, you just went through your first core values interview. Nice, great. I'd love to hear more about that later. If, if you find yourself with someone that doesn't fit your core values, and again, I found this on my team, but one of my core values was people. I need, the way I dealt with that relationship, I wanted them to, one, I knew I needed to part ways, but two, I wanted to make sure and part ways in a way in which they were better off for knowing me and being a part of our team. Wasn't easy. Okay, it wasn't easy. Those were a lot of hard conversations. Yes. When you're just establishing core values in an existing organization, 
you've probably made a lot of decisions that are not in alignment with who you are and you need to clean up some of that stuff. I had to clean up some of that stuff. Yes. Yeah. Hey, if you've got a mismatch in there, throw mismatch in the comments and let me see. Let me know there. Okay, let's talk about some more. I'm just going to rattle off a list just to get you started. There's quality, there's reliability, you know, customer service, professionalism, innovation, safety, collaboration, communication, accountability, teamwork, adaptability, and the, the list goes on. But at the end of the day, you can't just have a word. There needs to be real meaning behind that word because your people need to know what that means on your team. And what do they say, monkey see, monkey do? At the end of the day, they're gonna do, your people are gonna do what they see you as the leader do, not what you tell them is important, right? Yes. It's very- Wow, if we are truly, for example, valuing people, then all of the decisions moving forward with our company are gonna move in that direction. They are gonna be decisions that would honor people. Um, and so if our core value is teamwork, then moving forward, when we're making a decision, we're gonna ask ourselves the question, are we acting as a team as we're making this decision? Are we moving together in tandem with one another as a team? Consistency with our core values means that we're gonna act the way that we say we are. We're gonna act in that direction, and so we're gonna make decisions in that direction. It's very important that we as leaders champion our core values. And here's one of the things I told my leaders, Jennifer can attest to this, and I said, look, if you see me violating one of our core values, I need you to get in my face and tell me, because that's not right. I need to always be upholding all of our core values. And I just let them know, you have the right to tell me and question me on our core values at any time. Yeah. Okay. Jennifer, have we ever had, have you, we had to part ways? Yes. Because of core values? Yes. Give, and sometimes there's just a feeling in your spirit that something is wrong. Like the leadership team knows that there's something wrong with an employee and you can't really articulate what that thing is. But when you start talking about it, everybody starts questioning, what is the problem? If you'll go back to your core values and go, is this person exhibiting, for example, that they value people? Really ask yourself that about each of your core values. Is this person exhibiting teamwork here? Or maybe the pursuit of excellence? Whatever your core values are, and if, if the answer is no, that may be the answer to why you're feeling mm, that's good. uncomfortable in your spirit that's about good. this person on your team. And even when we have to part ways with somebody, Jason, we talked about this maybe a month or so ago about another situation. We should do it in a way that we still help keep the relationship intact and where we continue to help that person feel respected and honored. We can part ways honorably, even with someone who violated a core value. That's really good. Hey, by the way, you brought a sheet. We systematically review core values every quarter with our team. Can you just, can I see that? Which one are you wanting the, to see? Uh, the, the people, people an analyzer? The people analyzer. Absolutely. Hey, who here uses, give me, a, raise your hand if you do the people analyzer. Right here. Okay. Jennifer, tell us what you did with this people analyzer. If you do the EOS, this is one of the EOS tools in the, tool, in the toolbox. 
Absolutely. Whenever I do the 30-day check-in, after someone's been here 30 days, also when I'm looking to whether or not I'm going to hire someone, or anytime I do a one-to-one, I place their name on the people analyzer and I look at our four core values as well as whether or not they're humble, hungry, and smart with people and whether or not they get it. In other words, really understand what the job entails, the position entails, whether they want it, which is very similar to being hungry. In other words, do they really, are they really going to do the things that need to be done to show that they that they really value that position and that they're going to do whatever it takes to do an excellent job in that position? And then do they have the capacity in their life to do it? Do they have the space? Do they have the time? Do they have too many outside things going on that are competing with their attention for this position? Do they have the skills and the abilities to do this position? So I'm looking at all those things along with the core values. And if they consistently exhibit our core values and those get it, want it, capacity to do it, humble, hungry, smart with people, I put a plus sign beside their name to show that they're consistently showing that core value. If it's sometimes, most of the time, I'll put a plus minus by their name, okay? And then if I'm not really very often or very consistently seeing it, I'll put a minus there. And you know you've got a challenge if even one of the core values is not solid in that candidate's or employee's life, then it's probably a mismatch. That Does that mean that they can never build that, grow that in their lives? No, it doesn't mean that. But it means that right now there's a problem. But you actually, when you do that, mm-hmm. you have a conversation around that Absolutely. with those. If you see a violation, you want to, or a violation, whatever, if, whether it's a violation or a lack, you actually have a conversation and call that out and just have a conversation with them about that. Absolutely. That's <clears throat> loving to do that. Yes. To be unclear is to be unkind. Oh, that's good. So think about this, friends. <clears throat> you, when you have someone on your team and maybe they don't fully match your core values, but they're there, they have bills to pay, and you're giving them a paycheck but they really aren't a real good match for your core values. Mm-hmm. On a scale of one to 10, how great do you think their performance is really gonna be anyways? It's probably not gonna be a 10, it's right? Not. It's mm-hmm. not. And so it, it's, there's a lack of engagement and a lack of performance when there's, a, when there's a core values mismatch. Even if the skills are there, it's eventually gonna crumble. So I just, I wanna encourage you, we both wanna encourage you, mm-hmm. spend some time on your core values. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be hard. There's a lot of hard thinking though, but don't make it harder than it is. Keep it simple, engage your team, live it out. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's going to go a long way for you. Do we have any closing thoughts or do you have any closing thoughts? One thing, you know, not only if they're not living those values out, is that relationship probably going to crumble or disintegrate. But I think also that person is probably not going to be comfortable on your team. And so it's really, if you find someone who's just consistently not meeting your core values, they probably have another place that they would belong better. And so you may be actually helping them out to help them find another place to spend their career because it's not going to be a fit. That's really good. You may, you keep triggering all these thoughts. Also, 
So it, they can all still be a, a core value match, but you could still have them in the wrong position. And that That's could exactly also be a right. cause of, of friction and underperformance. So make sure that you ask those questions as well. Do I have this person in the right position? Yes. Or is it a core value problem? Yes. So there's a number of ways to look at it. Hey, friends, I want to thank you for joining in with us today. And feel free to reach out with, with any... Hey, by the way, Claudia, thanks for joining in. Hey, Claudia. But, feel free to reach out to us right here in the chat with this live stream if you have any questions. And again, if you want just a little getting started guide that I put together, click on that link I put in the chat. I'll put it in here again for you guys so you can get that. And I'd love to hear about your core values journey. And I'd love to hear about the core values you end up with for your team. People are important. Your core values are important. God bless you. Have a great day. Hey, contractors, I want to invite you to connect. If you want to get connected with the Contractor Freedom community, simply point your browser to contractorfreedom.live. That's contractorfreedom.live. On there, you'll find the link to our, our, our Facebook private group, our page, our newsletter. You'll find a, a link to our podcast. You'll also find a, a link to register for the upcoming first annual Contractor Freedom Summit right here in Dallas, Texas. So I just want to invite you to, to come on over, join the community. I look forward to getting to know you more. Thanks for listening in today.